Did you know that right now, today, one out of three people living in your neighborhood say they're dealing with extreme levels of stress? It's one out of three. And about half of us are not sleeping because we're having trouble coping with the very real problems of modern life. We're getting angry, nervous, exhausted, depressed. And if I'm describing you in just a moment, I'll show you that there's something very real you can do about it. Don't you go away. I'll be right back. Welcome to another edition of The Voice of Prophecy. I'm Sean Boonster, your host for the next, oh, about half an hour. And you know, when I was a kid, the futurists were making some incredible promises. They said technology was going to make life much easier. They said we'd only be working 15 or 20 hours a week, and most of our household chores were just going to go away, because robots or machines were going to do the work for us. And yet here we are, 30 or 40 years later, and honestly, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel cheated. My work week isn't shorter, it's actually longer. I mean, I do get to set my own hours, but I'm telling you, it's any 60 or 70 or 80 hours a week that I want to work. Actually, according to the National Sleep Foundation, most of us are working 46 hours a week, and more than a third of us are working more than 50 and while it's kind of nice to have microwaves and dishwashers, the promise they made of more free time kind of seems like a cruel joke. I mean, look at your own family. Families are gulping down their meals and even eating in the car because there's not enough time. They said we would have virtual offices. They said we could work at home or on the beach. But instead of liberating us, computers and cell phones have actually made slaves of us. They're virtual leashes. And now we don't even have downtime because the office is following us everywhere we go. This is not what I was promised. We kind of thought we'd be living like the Jetsons, but in reality, life in the 21st century looks more like an episode of Survivor. And why? I mean, for what? Some economists have noticed that our generation might actually be the first one in quite a while that stands no chance of living better than their parents. The price of energy, through the roof. The cost of good quality food, going up. Healthcare premiums, as you may have noticed, are putting more and more of a drain on your already tight paycheck. It takes at least two people working very hard to pay down a mortgage, even after the collapse of the market, even after the collapse in 2008. And we have far less time than we used to for basic human activities. You know, sitting down for a meal, getting a good night's sleep. Somewhere between 1960 and 1986, the average family, if you can believe it, in those years had 10 or 12 hours a week to play with their kids. That was from 1960 to 1986, 10 to 12 hours a week. Now you tell me that still exists. I don't know about you. I feel cheated. Now that we're actually here living in the future, it's kind of disappointing. And I could probably live with the disappointment, except for the fact that this modern lifestyle is actually starting to kill people. 
Some of us are literally dropping dead from unreasonable levels of stress or from lack of sleep or a lousy diet. Our supper way too often gets handed to us through a little drive through window, and you get it with fries and a Coke. We're getting lifestyle diseases that were almost unheard of just a hundred years ago, and a lot of these diseases are absolutely stress-related. Look, it is obvious something is wrong. And it's not just the physical diseases that are getting to us. Some of us are actually dying on the inside. We're tired. We're way too busy. And our family lives hardly exist. It almost seems like our families have become mutual agreements. People who agree to eat and sleep in the same building, but there's not much else to it. And I know that some of you are starting to wonder why you even bother. The joy of life is gone. It's not fun. You're punching the clock. You're waiting to die. One minute, you're getting out of college and the world is your oyster. But the next minute, you're trying to retire and you find out you don't have enough. And you're going to have to keep working well into your 70s. And all the time in between, it was just a grind. It just passed by. There was no joy. There was no fulfillment. Really, there was no living. And you've got to wonder if that's what life was supposed to be. I mean, if you believe that we were put here for something more than just punching the clock, if you believe that human life is supposed to be significant, then modern living is way beyond frustrating. We might have every convenience on the planet. We might have some things better than our ancestors could have ever dreamed, but still our lives feel kind of meaningless. We're clock punchers. We just exist. There's just not much more to it than that. So I think you're going to find that what we're going to discuss today is very important. If you feel like you're punching the clock, if you feel like life has lost its meaning, that you're just putting in time until this cruel, brutish, short life is over, then you're going to want to pay attention. But just before I move on with what I want to tell you, I'm going to take a short break right early in the program to tell you about our Global Discover Bible School. This is a Bible course that will touch on all the themes of the Bible, all the major themes, and you can do it in the comfort of your own home. You want to get a pen and paper and get this information down. And then after that, I will come back and I'm going to show you why you feel like life is futile why it is that it seems like it's a grind. And then I'm going to give you some simple practical tools you can use right now, today, to take back your life and actually start living it. Don't you go away. I'll be right back. Life and its daily challenges can weigh us down, even when we have the best of intentions, leaving us with more questions than answers. Is it possible to have true peace and happiness in life? Are you searching for answers to this and other of life's most challenging questions? The Discover Bible Guides will help you find the answers you are looking for. Visit us at BibleStudies.com or give us a call at 888-456-7922 for your free Discover Bible Guides. Study online or on our secure website or have the free guides mailed right to your home. There is never a cost or obligation. The Discover Bible Guides are our free gift to you. Find answers in guides like The Secret of Happiness and Is God Fair? You'll find answers to the things that matter most to you in each of the 26 Discover Bible Guides. Visit BibleStudies.com and begin your journey today to discover answers to life's deepest questions.
You know, modern life has become so busy, so demanding, that some people just assume that huge loads of stress are normal. But trust me, it's not normal. This is not the way you're supposed to live. Just take a look around you. A lot of people are getting moodier. They're less happy. They're not enjoying life. We sleep less. We play less. We love less. And some of us are even developing strange physical symptoms, these aches and pains that doctors can't explain. Weird symptoms for some disease that nobody can actually identify. Our bodies are actually protesting the way we live. And sometimes the symptoms are so severe, they can actually mimic some very serious diseases. You see, you can only heap abuse on a machine for so long, especially a biological machine like your body, and then something will give. And then after a while, your brain even starts playing tricks on you. Your memory slips, your ability to concentrate just evaporates. Your temper gets shorter and shorter. You have aches and pains in your back and in your head and in your stomach, and the medicine doesn't seem to help. Maybe your heart's been acting up. Sometimes you can actually feel it beating in your chest, or when you lay down in bed, you can actually hear it thumping in your ears during the quiet of the night. And occasionally, when you stand up too quickly, you actually lose your balance and the room starts to swim. Now, how do I know that some of you are experiencing this? It's because I've been there. I've done it. I've pushed myself to the limit. I refuse to believe for a while that I'm no longer 18 years old, and I've seen firsthand what happens when you use your body in ways it wasn't designed to be used. Now, I should probably point out, I am not a physician. So, if you are experiencing weird symptoms, you really need to go and talk to your doctor, because you just don't know. It might be something really serious. Not, not that stress-related breakdown isn't serious, but this might be something your doctor needs to know about. So don't ignore symptoms. Don't tell yourself it's not serious. Do go and talk to a doctor. But do understand, especially when your tests come back negative, when they can't find what's making you sick, be aware that nagging physical symptoms can also be a sign that your body is pushing back. It's protesting against the stress that you dump on it day in and day out. It might be protesting the modern lifestyle. Too much work, too much anxiety, too much coffee, not enough sleep. After years of abuse, your body is simply burnt out and spent. You've used up all the precious reserves of natural energy you used to have by living in a constant state of hyper-alertness, that fight-or-flight mode your body goes into when it senses danger. The adrenaline kicks in. Your senses are heightened. Your reactions become quicker. And back when we used to live in closer contact with nature, that fight-or-flight reaction was a really useful thing. It could help you escape from a hungry tiger or keep you falling off a really high cliff. The adrenaline burst was good. But those kinds of emergencies that caused it didn't happen very often. They were kind of spaced out. So your body had lots of time to get back to normal. But now think about the modern world, your modern work environment. All day long, you're constantly running into stressful situations, and your body uses that same natural mechanism to respond. It turns on that fight-or-flight mechanism, but now it happens five or six times a day. And under those conditions, your body never has a chance to recover. It almost never returns to its natural state of calm. You're always on high alert, plagued with a constant sense of anxiety. And eventually, your system just gets tired. It refuses to cooperate. 
But you know what you do in that case, don't you? Instead of resting, you try to help yourself get back in the game right away, way too soon. And how do you do it? You pump yourself full of stimulants, like caffeine. And that only makes the problem worse. Chemical stimulants keep your body and mind firing at a very high level. Those chemicals can bond with receptors in your body that create an emergency response. And so you flood your system with adrenaline, creating yet another fight-or-flight moment. And of course, that affects your sleep patterns, so you never, ever get a chance to recover. So now you're tired. I mean, way beyond tired. And what do you do? You consume even more stimulants, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And believe me, this is not the way your life is supposed to be. The psalmist tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's in Psalm 139. Our bodies have been designed for a far more natural rhythm. For example, when it gets dark outside, your pineal gland starts producing a substance called melatonin, and that substance actually lowers body temperature and makes you feel drowsy. This is nature's way of telling you, go to sleep. But what do we do? Well, we turn on all the lights. We sit down in front of a TV or a computer, and all that light, I mean especially the blue light, it actually slows down the production of melatonin and prevents us from falling asleep. So after living in a constant state of anxiety all day long, after pushing through high, high levels of stress, we actually cheat our bodies and keep ourselves from getting the rest that we need. And I'm guessing as I'm talking about this that some of you are thinking, wow, does he know me? This is describing my life. I used to have more energy. I used to be more focused. I used to actually enjoy life. And if that is you, join the club. Most of us have been caught up in the hectic pace of the 21st century, and most of us are feeling the effects. We're more than a little run down. But the drive to produce, the expectation that you keep up the pace, that's always there. And it's making huge demands on your limited physical resources. And still, you just keep it up. Because you actually feel guilty. You actually fear that people will call you lazy if you slow down, even for a day or two. I mean, if somebody phones you and asks you to do something, how often do you say, nah, I can't do that because I'm taking the day off? That's not what we say because we don't want to sound lazy. So what do we do? We make something up. We say, oh, you know, I've just got too much on my plate. I just can't make it. I would if I could, but I can't. That's how enslaved we are to this pace of life. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bible does say six days are for working, and it is possible to be lazy and neglect your work. But most of us don't fall into that category. Our consumer-driven society has made sure there's very little breathing space. We have to go, go, go like crazy just to make ends meet. And what's really interesting, and maybe this is a byproduct of an overstressed world, but what's really interesting, when you ask people to describe paradise, they usually describe something that sounds lazy. They make it sound like Adam and Eve spent all their time lounging by the pool or playing golf or just relaxing in the lazy life of the Garden of Eden. We make it sound like work has always been a problem. But when you go to the book of Genesis, you make a pretty remarkable discovery. Listen to this. This is Genesis 2.15. It says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to tend and keep it. You know what that means? Adam and Eve had a job. 
They didn't lounge around all day. They were supposed to work in the garden. And that means God designed us to be productive. Now, what does that mean? Well, maybe it means that work was never meant to be stressful. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be a killer. Maybe it was supposed to be a good thing. It could be we're just doing it wrong. And maybe if we pay attention to the details of this ancient biblical story, maybe we could find some way to take back the joy of living, the quality of life we're supposed to have. And I know what some of you are thinking. You've got to be kidding me. Really? The Bible? In this day and age, you want to read the Bible? What does that have to do with my life? Well, quite a bit, actually. In fact, millions of people are starting to take this book very seriously because, surprise, surprise, the principles in this book really work. Back in November of 2005, you may have noticed that National Geographic featured three groups of people who habitually outlive everybody else. And one of those groups has built their success entirely by following the advice of the Bible. So I want to show you what they found. Because some studies indicate that they're living as much as 10 years longer than everybody else. And not just longer, they're actually living better. So let's look at what they found because it actually works. And I'm going to show you a number of things. The first thing they discovered is the original diet. It turns out the Garden of Eden had a very distinctive menu. It says in Genesis 1 verse 29, and this is God speaking, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. Now, what's really remarkable about that is just how close it is to the recommendations nutritionists are giving us now. The original diet was a whole food diet. It wasn't loaded with preservatives, it wasn't pre-cooked, and it wasn't sold in the freezer aisle. You could actually pronounce every ingredient in every meal, because most meals only had one or two ingredients. And unfortunately, that does not look like the food most of us eat, in spite of the fact that health experts are now telling us that the over-processed, over-refined foods are not good for us. One of the key reasons we're not feeling as good as we used to is because we're not eating what we used to. If we could raise a historical figure from the dead and bring him into your kitchen, someone like Abraham Lincoln, he wouldn't recognize half the stuff you put in your mouth because it didn't exist in his day. Our ancestors just ate real food. You know, I actually heard someone say the other day that, quote, we are living in a world where lemonade is made from artificial flavors and furniture polish is made from real lemons. And wouldn't you know it? I think they're right. We don't eat real food. So you've got to wonder, when we have an obesity epidemic, when we have rampant cancer and heart disease and more and more type 2 diabetes, you've got to wonder if the way we're eating doesn't have something to do with this. According to some sources, processed food now makes up an amazing 90% of our diet. And as people get sicker, health experts are getting more and more concerned. They're telling us to eat more real food. They're telling us to fill our plate with fruits and nuts and grains and vegetables. You know what they're doing? They're telling us to eat like Genesis chapter 1. Now, I'm going to take a really quick break so you can take advantage of the Discover Bible School. And then I'm going to come right back and show you a couple of other incredible things. Are you searching for answers to life's most difficult questions? Answers to help you make sense of the things that are happening right now in your life? Answers to the deepest questions in life like, Can God really forgive me? Guilt and shame can be terrible burdens to carry and can leave us wondering if God really can love us and accept us. 
Are you wondering if there really is a chance for true happiness in this life? If there is a secret to living a happy, contented life in a world of uncertainty? Well, if you're searching for answers to these and other of life's most challenging questions, we are here to help. The Discover Bible Guides will help you find the answers you're looking for. Visit us at BibleStudies.com or give us a call at our toll-free number, 888-456-7922, for your free Discover Bible Guides. Study online on our secure website or have the free guides mailed right to your home. There is never a cost or obligation. The Discover Bible Guides are our free gift to you. You'll find answers in guides like, Does My Life Really Matter to God? and From Guilty Sinner to Forgiven Saint. You'll find answers to the things that matter most to you in each of the 26 Discover Bible Guides as the major themes of the Bible come to life. Begin your journey to discover answers to life's deepest questions and log on today to BibleStudies.com. Okay, we're back from the break, and today we're looking at secrets to a better life that you can find in the first two chapters of Genesis, and this is stuff that really works. We've been talking about the food we eat, but now I want to look at something else, and this is in Genesis 2, verse 18. It says here, The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, according to the Bible, human beings were made for companionship. And yet the modern working world has made most of us into functional hermits. By the time we're done with an exhausting day in an isolated cubicle under artificial light, we drag ourselves home to eat another meal out of a box, and then when that's done, we're too tired to spend time with friends or family. There might be 7 billion people on this planet, but we're some of the loneliest people in history. The center of human activity used to be the family, but in recent decades it's all changed. I read the other day that back in the 1950s, only 1 out of 10 households had just one person in it, and most of the time those were widows. But you know, today it's more like 1 in 3 households where people live alone. Now, there's nothing wrong with living alone, some people really like that. But it is pointing to a trend. We're getting more isolated. We don't enjoy the same number of meaningful relationships. There may be more of us crowded into every square mile than ever before, but we don't know anybody. Our friendships are in Facebook, and it seems like the more connected we get online, the more disconnected we get from real people. And that's starting to take a toll. We're too tired, we're too busy, we're too dragged out, and we're lonely. So maybe the Bible was right. It isn't good to be alone. If you want to take back your life, then make real people a priority. Refuse to let technological progress rob you of a real relationship. When you come to the end of your life, you're not going to be glad you spent more time working or surfing the internet. What's going to make a difference is people. Now, maybe you're like me. Maybe you're an introvert and you're slow to make a lot of friends. That's okay. I find big groups and lots of friends exhausting but I still need some compatible friendships. Maybe just a handful, but I need them. And so do you. And if you're married, let me make a special plea. Your spouse, God willing, is going to be there long after your boss gets rid of you. He or she is going to be there long after your career changes or the world kicks you to the curb. Your marriage is by far a better investment than your career. I mean, don't be lazy. Don't ignore responsibility. Do work hard, but if you're married... Be married. Now, 
Let's get to one last thing, one more principle found in Genesis chapter 2. And this is one most of the world has forgotten. Listen to this, Genesis 2 verse 3. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. God took a day off. And he didn't do it because he was tired. The book of Isaiah says the Creator does not faint or get weary. So maybe God took that day because he was trying to teach us something. Maybe he knew our limits. Maybe he didn't design us to slave away seven days a week. Maybe there's a rhythm to life we forgot about. On the seventh day, God rested. And if God can afford to take a day of rest, then you can too. Look, this isn't even a recommendation. It's a commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Just take a look at our human race, the way it is now. And you start to get this sense that God knows what he's talking about. This isn't just a rule. This is not just a regulation. Just look around you. People's jaws are clenched. Their shoulders are stooped and their muscles are tight. Our tempers are too short. Our blood pressure is too high. Maybe, maybe the sacred time from the fourth commandment is worth another look. Maybe you were designed to rest. Maybe you were designed to live in a relationship with God. And maybe that relationship is more important than anything else you do. What would happen if we actually started to live the way that God designed us? What if life was full of satisfying work? I mean, it does say six days you shall labor. What if life was full of satisfying work and meaningful relationships? What if we had just a little space to breathe, a little time to actually live? What if we had a whole day every week for the important people in our lives and for God? What if instead of the artificial rhythm set by an alarm clock and a calendar, you actually started to live by the rhythm that God created for you? I just wish we had a lot more time because I guess we've sort of just hit on these three bullet points. Take care of yourself, the things you eat, the relationships you have, the rest that you take. I wish we had more time to talk about each of those. We could probably do an entire program on any one of those points. Eat well, live well, rest well. But I am going to run out of time here in a minute. We're coming to the end of the show, and I want you to think about this carefully. Ask yourself, how much are you getting out of life? Is this really the way it's supposed to be? Is this the way you imagined it when you were a kid? Or do you believe that you were born for something more? Look, the way we're living, that's not working. It's not. It's killing people. And so I want to promise you today there is something better. And today that better life is well within your reach. You can have it. In fact, I'm going to help you find it. Today I've got something very special for you. And it's an important tool that will let you take back your life and move towards living in balance and in harmony with God. It's the Discover Bible School, and this is a worldwide course that will take you through all the major themes of the Bible. It will show you over time how the Bible is structured and why you can trust it, why it's not outdated, why it is relevant to your life. It will show you that God did not intend for our planet to live the way we're living and that our existence is actually a corruption of his original plan. And probably most importantly, it will show you how God intends to give it all back, how he intends to undo the damage we've done, how he intends to restore the wholesome life we tossed away, and how he craves 
an actual personal relationship with you. Look, this is an offer you don't want to miss. It won't come along absolutely every day. So go grab a pen and paper and listen to the details very carefully. This offer won't come along every day. You want to take advantage of it. And for this week, I'm going to sign off. I'm Sean Boonstra. Thanks for listening. This has been The Voice of Prophecy. Do you feel as if you have more questions than answers in your life? Where is God when people suffer? Can I find real happiness? And is there any hope for our chaotic world? Are you searching for answers to these and other of life's biggest questions? The Discover Bible Guides will help you find the answers you're looking for. Visit us at BibleStudies.com or pick up the phone and call us at 888-456-7922 for your free Discover Bible Guides. Study online on our secure website or have the free lessons mailed right to your home. Visit BibleStudies.com and begin your journey today to discover answers to life's deepest questions.